Lights, camera, action. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Tim Vexabum Show. I said welcome back to it because this is not the first episode 25. This is episode 25B. No, I'm just kidding. This is the only episode 25. Why would I number two episodes the same thing? That doesn't make any sense. I just messed up the intro. I usually, I just messed up the intro. But welcome back to Tim the Ugh. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me? Something. Do I have aphasia? Why can't I say simple sentences? Am I, is it because I'm nervous for some reason? Maybe I'm nervous because I'm actually in a city where shit happens. Maybe I feel like I'm auditioning for something because, I don't know, I'm actually in a place where shit happens. Unlike the Midwest, where it's just cold for most of the year, and people just talk about how they're afraid of being called racist or something. I'm not afraid of being called racist, dude. Somebody's like, yeah, I could say that word. I could say that word. I'm Hispanic. And I chimed in. I was like, I could say it because I'm a flaming racist and I don't give a fuck. I could say any word I want. And also, you can't say it because you don't look Hispanic, motherfucker. Like, I don't know, man. Why don't you just live? Why, don't, why do people think that they're Hispanic when they're not? Like, yeah, technically, okay, you, you have Hispanic blood, whatever that means, but you're white. And you're talking like you're not white? Yeah, sure, you're, you're totally not white at all because you have half uh, Mexican blood or something. There's white people in Mexico, too. They're technically Hispanic. I don't know what the fuck Hispanic means. I just know that there's a person, there's a comic... I'm not naming names. I don't know his name or care. But he's all his all he talks about on stage is how he hates white people, and how he's not one of them. But meanwhile, he's the whitest guy in the room, and he's fucking talking like he's not white. Like, dude, white people are fine. Stop talking shit about them. Like he did a. He was like, I don't give a fuck about Ukraine. I don't give a fuck about that place. Yeah, because it's white people. We know. Do something original. It's not that. It's not funny. Like, I've, like, fuck you. Fuck you. Nobody defends white people because they don't want to be called racist. I mean, I don't really care about white people as a whole. It's just a category. It's like, it's like, okay, some people are have white skin. Do I give a fuck about them in particular? No. I give a fuck about um, nothing that has to do with like that, like blood. I I know I, that I'm. Smart. I know that I have that I'm a fucking genius, but uh, the white thing I don't really care about. Am I a white supremacist? Not when it comes to fucking basketball, dude. I hate when people ask me to play basketball. It's like, are you fucking kidding? You ask me to play a game that short people can't play. Thank you very much for reminding me that I'm short. Thank you very much. You want to play some basketball, Tim Weichselbaum? That's the name of the show. It's the Tim Weichselbaum show. That's how you say it. V. It's a V sound in German. I learned a couple years ago. I finally learned how to say my own name a couple years ago. It's Weichselbaum. And yeah, if you ask me to play basketball, what do you think I'm going to say? Yeah, I'll play a game that you have to be tall to be any good at whatsoever. Yeah. Anyway, I am six months sober as of tomorrow but close enough six months 
since I decided to quit being a degenerate, gambler, alcoholic scumbag. And it's going great. I look good. I, my skin is good. I'm healthy weight-wise. I'm at like 122 pounds, which is really good for a 5'3 boy. I'm still a boy on paper. Like, if you just looked at my weight and height, you'd be like, what is this guy, 14? And you would probably write if that's the only information you had. But I'm actually not. I'm actually 32. You wouldn't guess that somebody that age and height or height and weight is 32. But I don't mind aging well. I mean, I, I better, I think I'm going to continue to age well, surprisingly, considering I live in a place that eats people up. Like, the sun here will turn you into Swiss cheese. It'll look, make you look like a baked honey ham and like a Thanksgiving roasted ham. If you go outside too much, dude, I'm, I don't go outside just because I live in Texas. I'm not going outside, dude. This is a tech town. So whenever people ask me if I've gone to like the green belt or whatever, I go, no. It's because I live in a place that has nature. No, dude, I'm a tech bro. I stay indoors. I stay in my car. I did go out on the street tonight to do comedy on the street i'm a street comic i'm a street performer i'm very bad at it i found out it's pretty tough nobody gives a fuck nobody was gonna stop to watch somebody telling jokes are you kidding me but that's how dave Chappelle got started like you just gotta take whatever you can you just gotta take whatever stage time you could get and it wasn't that bad i'm just being hard on myself because it wasn't that great but like you know some people said it was okay and like I have high standards for what killing is because I know what it feels like. I've done it before. I've been I've been doing comedy for nine years, and uh, I know when I'm doing well. I don't need to be told. So I haven't killed in a long time, and I miss that feeling of I miss being good at comedy. I'm, I'm trying. I've been going out every single night. I've been hitting the town. I'm getting used to the, the 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 stress of like the hassle of like driving into the city, parking. It's really not that hard. You just look for a space. It's not that hard. Some people can't do it. I see people getting honked at all the time. I haven't been honked at for months, dude, and I feel like I kind of miss it. I miss being a shitty driver. I miss just plowing down the road, not knowing what I'm doing, and somebody honking at me because I don't know what I'm doing. It's, I, I kind of want somebody to honk at me to, to put me in my place, but it hasn't happened in a while because I'm getting better at it. And uh, So it's not that bad to go do comedy every single night because I'm started, cause I need to. I need to do it, dude. I'm, I've been doing it so much that I can't take a day off even. I haven't taken a day off in over a week. I tried to do Kill Tony last Monday. It was good. It was a good experience. You know, I was prepared mentally to not get my name called. I don't, who cares? Like, I'm glad I didn't get my name called. I don't think I was ready. And I just stood there, you know, stood there in the pen where they keep all the comics in the very back of the venue right by the door. And I was just 
staring down. I was just staring at the stage, just not trying to look nervous because I wasn't really that nervous. I was just standing there stoically, and somebody right next to me was like totally nervous. And I, I knew he was funny though, so I was I almost told him. I almost like gave him one of these. I almost elbowed him. Like, dude, would you stop being nervous? You're I know you're funny. Can you just relax? Like you'll be fine. I didn't do that though because you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> they don't they tell you to not talk at all during that thing. And uh, a lot of cool a lot of people work at the venue that it's at, the uh uh, not the Volstead, uh, that, uh, I'll think of it. It starts with a V. Uh, gas, Vulcan Gas Company. That is the name of the venue that has Kill Tony. And a lot of people work there that are comics. And, and they're cool, like, and they're funny. And, like, uh, yeah, so I don't know why, I don't know. It's just, uh, you gotta, you gotta meet people, I think. It's, you can't just, like, be an isolated weirdo. I think it helps to like talk to people a little bit because then they'll be more likely to try to help you out because I'm certainly not going to get anywhere on my own unless I just get good at podcasting or something. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you don't really need to collaborate to get to become a stand-up comedian. You just have to have a successful podcast, which is not going to happen anytime soon. This, This one is dog shit. This one's not going to get successful, but at least I know that. Like, at least I'm not delusional. Like, can you imagine if I thought this would be, like, a thing that would get me somewhere? No. Uh, so I have, th- at least I'm, at least I know what I'm doing quality-wise. I know when I suck at something, and that fact alone is, makes it difficult to get somewhere. Because it's like, oh, I suck at, I, I'm sucking right now, so why would I... So how do I not suck? How do I th- have that delusion? It's good to be delusional, I think. If you're, I mean, at least not real, maybe not. Because there's there's this delusional comic. I'm all, I mean, let's talk about another delusional. Let's talk about another person I hate. Uh, no, I don't hate him, but uh, he's delusional and uh, he sucks. Yet he thinks I don't know. There's, I, I just this is like okay. At least I'm not delusional. At least I kind of belong here. Uh, at least I'm not the worst person here, and I'm not a complete asshole. Sometimes I like to talk shit because it's fun, but that doesn't mean I mean anything by it. Like I was at an open mic just two days ago or something, and uh, I was like, "Dude, man, this this would be a good mic." if the host wasn't retarded. And I guess that's a mean thing to say, but it's also true, and that's just a mean way of saying something that everybody knows. It's like, I'm just going to say the meanest thing that gets to the point. Like, I'm not going to try to be nice when I'm talking behind someone's back. Uh, And Austin is a tough city to get places in, I think, I don't know, because there's so many people moving here trying to take a little bit of that Joe Rogan pie, and I'm one of the millions of unfunny people move, just moderate, not unfunny, but like mediocre. That is the problem. That's the worst feeling in the world is when you know you're mediocre, 
Because, like, I'm not dog shit. I'm not bad enough to quit, but I'm not good enough to feature. I'm not good enough to be a professional. And that is a painful feeling that you want to just fucking get through. You want to beat it. You want to get better. So that's what I'm doing. I'm like, focus. I'm like, dude, what do I got to do to get better? And I think I, I, I will figure it out. It's not like one thing puzzle it's a it's a slow process because i'm I'm gradual i'm i'm nine years in so it's going to take a lot i'm only getting better like one percent a year or something like that or a month if you're six months in you're going to get like 10 percent better every month i think so once you've been doing it for nine years it slows down, and you don't feel like you're getting much better, but I am, I hope, I think. I'm not funny right now. This is the worst podcast ever, and that's the problem, is I keep telling myself I suck, even on stage, and that's bad. So I need somebody to like suck my dick the right way to instill blind confidence, because that really is all it takes sometimes. If you're funny, you're funny. You don't have to like reach for it it's not that hard to be funny if you're already funny you you know so i just have to have somebody come out of the woodwork and just kneel down and just blow me the right way and just make me feel like a fucking star and then it'll last for about a day or two and i'll have a couple good sets i'm just trying to build a fucking bonfire you got to start with a little tinder and then you get a little, you know, f- smoke, and then it slowly builds, and you add logs, and before you know it, but anyway, Kill Tony, I went there, and this dude, uh, Casey Rocket, who I was actually talking about on the last episode that I kind of met and uh, hung out with for a little bit, he got on Kill Tony, and he murdered fucking I'm not allowed to say this because it's not out yet. It's coming out in like a week or two or something. But he murdered and they just kept talking about how he's going to be the next guy. And he deserves it because he's fucking, he's awesome. And he has no ego. He doesn't have a big ego. So he uh, he's a good guy to be around. Uh, and uh, so the so Red Band asked him to go on tour with him because he was that good. And it's like, okay. So I'm glad I got to see that because it's cool to, like, I don't know, feel like you're at least part of something or at least the observer of something exciting happening that doesn't involve you, but it's just like, okay, I was there. It's like I knew at least if I went to kill Tony, I would see something interesting. So I'm glad I went. I don't know. I might go this Monday. But the second I got in line to sign up for that bitch, all these motherfuckers that I've never seen before were there in line that have never even done stand-up before. Or they were just very new and don't really go anywhere else. It's like, fuck. I, I mean, it'd be nice if there's a little bit more of a filtration process to weed out the, sh- the shit. Com- like, they should have a system where they ask you how much you've been doing it for. And then if, you've, if you're if you only been, they could 
make a do a little bit better quality control and be like, okay, this guy, we'll do a bucket pull of a whatever. Just who cares? It's not my show, but that just would be nice if they uh, made it a little more. I mean, I can't use the word fair because show business is not fair. So I guess it is perfect the way it is. Like you should be pissed off when a new comic gets to go up and you don't and you've been doing it for however long. You should be pissed off and also it's fine the way it is because guess what? That's how it is for everybody. That's how show business is for literally everybody. Nobody just I mean, yeah, you're going to there's luck involved. Get get over it, pussy. You can't handle it. Move to Nevada. Start your own Austin. Start your own Roganwood, which is the new name of the Austin comedy scene, or just the whole city. I'm calling this place Roganwood, and I'm glad I'm here, dude. People talk shit about Austin a lot. They complain about the traffic, the homeless people, the, the, the housing prices, blah, blah. Get the fuck out of here, then, if you don't like it. I mean, it's, an, it's a crazy, expensive, exciting city, and you see weird people... You see people that look like aliens just walking down the downtown streets, like their their ass hanging out. They got like a diaper on. They're, they're almost naked, and they're just clearly a, a psychotic person that rolled in here from L.A. or washed up here from some other place. But that's where we're at. We're at a real is a really interesting popping city. So if you can't handle that, don't get mad at the place you're at go somewhere else where they where it's a little more easy and, and cushiony for you take cold showers that's what i said before like it actually does help you gotta bite the bullet not literally because there's a lot of guns here don't bite the bullet literally but anyway and people talk shit like oh it's not cool anymore well it is now because i'm here it just got cool again because i'm cool as a whistle I don't know, man. I was hanging out at the... At the I, I don't know. Like, I, I just didn't feel like going home. I went out today at, like, 4 p.m. or 5, whatever, and I did a mic and then drove all the way back. Big drive. That's a big drive, but I didn't want to stay in Austin. And then I went out again to do a street mic, and I yelled at people on the street. And then I was like, I don't want to just go home. I wish there was something else to do. There wasn't. So I went to the default place that comics go, the creek in the cave, and I hung out there, and I, for once, actually felt kind of welcome, like at home. Like I felt like, okay, I'm not just another dickhead here trying to suck on some teat. I actually felt kind of welcome, like, like people actually kind of wanted to talk to me because uh, I'm slowly... Because I'm going out every day. So people know that I'm a comic, like, and they know that I'm not terrible at it. So they go, oh, okay, you're here. Let's, you know, it's like, here, yeah, join the club. Sit down, have a seat. And, uh, yeah, it was fun, actually. And I'm trying to meet people to actually build, like, a friendship with because, boy, does it suck not having any close friends here. Man, would that make it so much better. Like, I already kind of like it here. But if I had, like, close friends, not just acquaintances, that I just, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, you again. Like, people that actually were like, yeah, he's one of my bros. Like, we actually were tight. Like, that would be, that would make this place feel, like, more than home. 
And it already is pretty dope. This place, yeah, Austin is a dope city. It took a while for me to figure it out because it is pretty big and like it is big like there's only a million people here you know i came from a place with three million but uh fuck chicago that's a different i know it's a bigger comedy scene by how many times it takes to introduce myself to somebody before they remember me that didn't really happen as often in chicago like it, it here i've met people like a dozen times and they they still don't know my name that's how you know you're in a bigger comedy scene but you know they are starting to know my name and i am starting to be able to walk somewhere you know show up to an open mic and and i know people and it's and that's great and there's always going to be a new there's always going to be people from out of town there's always going to be whatever dude you gotta really chase after this like a piece of cheese man because this shit is uh extremely competitive and I need to figure out, like, an edge besides just being an edgy white guy. Like, I need something more than just, like, oh, yeah, I say shit you're not supposed to say. Everyone kind of does that. Not everybody, but it's very common here to not be woke. To be like, you know, because I came from a place where everyone was woke because they're just pussies, and that's not my fault. I mean, that it was easier. In Chicago, like, I, I, I got zero club work. I didn't work clubs because I, uh, I don't know. I think I was good enough in some ways, but certainly it wasn't pal palatable for most audiences. I was edgy. I was an edgelord that just killed at open mics, and that is pathetic. It felt good. It felt good to get, like, a modicum of of uh respect from other open micers and even other comics that did work clubs thought i was funny but that's nothing that's a tiny little piece of shit uh microcosm that you that that should not give you a big ego and, and, it, and it, i'm over it. like it, it, that's uh, but it's true i was i was much more confident in chicago because i knew that nobody else was gonna do what i would do like I would, I would be like, I don't give a fuck what the last guy's doing. I don't care uh, if there's only three people here. Like I just, like as late as the night went, I would just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna do well. I don't, I know I'm good. And you kind of need that. You, you kind of need to know or think that you're funny in a very powerful way. You need you you need that man, and I used to drink to get that confidence. Like like some people say that alcohol doesn't make you funny, but it well it probably it doesn't. You're but it make, it makes you more confident, and if you are funny, then alcohol could make you better at comedy. By virtue of making you more confident, and confidence gets a bad rap. You know, like you don't want to be overconfident. Uh, you know, because people go, oh, why are you so confident? It's like, I'm not. I'm just because I'm talking. Just cause I'm, I don't know if that was a confident thing to do just because I said something. But okay, sure, I'm confident. I'm not that confident right now. And, uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And uh, anyway, this has been a short episode. I just found I just realized I wasn't recording on audio wise so I'm, I have to extract the audio from I'm very bad at this but anyway who cares it'll still work I guess and uh Roganwood that's where I'm at dude 
I was born cursed with the ability to know how to run a comedy show too. Like I know how to do that. Like I was at an open mic. Can you believe? What a shock! I was at an open mic. Oh man, I never started a sentence that way before. Yeah, I was at a another open mic, a different one that I haven't talked about yet. And nobody was doing well. And it wasn't because they weren't funny. It was because the kitchen was was fucking loud. It had like an HVAC system or something in the in there, like a something that was loud as fuck. And you couldn't really hear the ambience of the... You couldn't hear the silence of somebody bombing. And it, it, it ruined the comedy, but maybe that was just that night. I don't know. But in general, if there's like a loud HVAC system buzzing in the background, and it drowns out... You need that. You need that silence to really feel the emotion, the, you know, the subtleties of a stand-up act and uh that's just something i i figured i just i don't know so i told them as soon as i got on stage i was like can you turn off the whatever's in the kitchen can you just unplug the kitchen please and i got a single laugh that's it a single laugh for making fun of one of the other comics that went up earlier and left right after his set because he just wanted to go he wanted to go to another mic and uh, a lot of people don't know how to follow basic um, mannerisms or rules of politeness in this town, in this community. They don't know how to line up in the order that they showed up for open mics. That's never That happened maybe once since I moved here. They all just cluster around the list and fight through it, and usually nobody says anything. They just go, well, I guess, I guess that's just how it is. And I'm just sitting there just fucking getting furious, and, you know, so I have to sometimes be like, yo, motherfucker, back the, get the back of the line. And a lot of people just completely disregard all common politeness and uh that's what you get with a bunch of joe rogan fans so there's a double it you know that's, that's what you get so if i ran a mic i would do it properly i would tell people to line up it's not that hard just line up in the way you came or else we're not going to put you up if you're a dickhead we don't care if you have to go to another i mean there's always excuses you're gonna go to somewhere. i don't know man fuck this fuck that a lot of people don't know what they're doing a lot of hosts are bad but whatever i don't care i'm not talking i don't really have to throw anyone under the bus because I'm a I'm trying not to like talk too much shit on on one episode but let's think of a couple more people to throw under the bus because uh, I like doing that almost blew out a kidney actually I was doing a mic last night and I had to I, I wanted to do well for some reason I was like I I there's I want to actually have a good set so I had to bring the energy, I thought, and so I yelled a lot. Like I yelled in a very guttural way that in, that took all the muscles in my body, and it's never happened before. And I got this sharp pain in my back, my lower back. And I was, and I almost, and it just, it was in my kidney region because of the way I was emoting and using my vocal cords. It was like, I was just like so, it was weird. 
and it kind of worked, I guess, to get them to pay attention, but nah, I got it wasn't good. It was weird. And then I, I got it. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I already kind of talked, touched on this, but I'm just not funny yet. I'm not, I'm frenetic. Like I say a lot of words on stage, but I forgot how to make them funny. Like stage time is so hard to get here. Like good quality stage time is pretty hard to get here because of how many other people want it. So when I get it, I tend to go quicker than I should because I'm trying to get as many jokes as possible in the set because it's because otherwise I wouldn't ever be able to do them. And that fucks me up. So I, I'm often like talking over punchlines, not giving people time to laugh because I want to say something else. And like, yeah, I've, I I need to keep practicing because I it's been a long time since I've been like, okay, now I'm back into this. And confidence is huge. Like, I, I went up without my phone for the first time in forever. It's like, you know what? Fuck the phone. Is there anything on this phone that's going to make me funnier? Probably not. Like, whatever is, whatever it is that makes me funny, I don't think it's in a phone. So I put my phone on the table way afar from the stage and just relied on my own natural ability that I've been honing for nine years and it, it works but I, I was so self-conscious of the fact that I didn't really have much jokes that I just kept going to the next topic boom boom when I could have lingered a little bit on the same topic like there's more meat that I could have taken off the bone but I'm in such a frenetic you know like I don't know it's part of being sober too it's like I have this dark consciousness that tells me no that's not worth doing you're being bad right now and it, and i don't know man i'm working on it the mushrooms are helping a little bit i think and the micro dosing i've been doing micro doses of magical mushrooms every uh two to three days i brew them up as a tea or whatever and i'm very it works very well. Every time I've done it, I've always felt it. So I'm taking too much, in other words, because you're not really supposed to feel like you're tripping. But I've always felt like I'm on mushrooms every single time, so i got to lower the dose. But that's not a bad thing because I get over it, and it's like, okay, this is nice. It puts me in the present. It's super relaxing. It's like... Like I, I was on the road and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! I shouldn't. I, I don't. I, I, I should probably shouldn't be driving right now, but is it's really fun. Like it was the most smooth feeling ride, just going straight on a highway. It was like I was so like locked in, and it was just pure euphoria. And then it wore off, and I got I went right back to just getting pissed off and waving my gun at people. Uh, but yeah, so I, so I, I've been meeting some very you know people of all backgrounds, people that range from noob to intermediate. I don't know. I've I, I've been meeting comics, and some are more established than me. Uh, I think the only reason they wanted to meet me is because they have a sexy face or something. 
wasn't because they saw me do stand-up. It was just like, oh, that guy. I want to fuck the shit out of that guy. So that's what happened, and I just was like, okay, yeah, I mean, you're cool. You seem cool, so let's uh, hang out. And they're, and this person, like, there's, they're cool. So I was like, fuck yeah. And, like, they introduced me to other people, and, like, that's valuable to me, to be introduced to other people that are established, that I would never have the balls to talk to myself. I'm just not that socially engaged right now it's like yeah I'll, I'll be introduced to somebody but i'm not gonna like go up to them myself and you know being introduced to women and attractive women that i would definitely never t- like even like mediocre looking women i don't talk to like i i catch them glancing at me or whatever like averting eye contact because it's awkward to make eye contact with the opposite sex or whatever but i know that they are somewhat like they're noticing me and you know why don't I talk to why don't I talk to female comics? Um, I don't. I, it just because I would want to fuck them. I think I would want to fuck every single one of them for the most part. Not all of them, but ninety percent of them. And that would make things much more difficult. I mean, who cares? I mean, it's not gonna. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's probably not gonna happen. But you don't want to be the dude that just fucks everybody. Because that just causes tension, and then you see other dudes that are kind of, like, staring at you. Like, oh, fuck, that guy also probably fucked her. That's probably why he's staring at me so much, like, because I'm with her right now. That's something I probably shouldn't have done, but hey, YOLO. So I'm going to keep fucking that. I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, Because, like I said, uh, YOLO. I'm only going to get hotter for the next five years or ten years, if I play my cards right, there are some hot-looking forty-year-old dudes, man. So I'm—I hope I age like Ted Danson, where you just only get hotter. That dude is still pretty hot, dude. He's like in his seventies. So if I am not still hot when I'm seventy, then I'll give it another ten years. And if I don't look uh, like uh, Clint Eastwood. When I'm 90, then it's over for me. Because you still want to have, like, a good look. You still want to be hot as a man, like, or as a person. Everyone wants to be hot, right? Some women are so hot that it's like, why why are they doing stand-up? Like, they look like Instagram influ- influencers. Like, they dress like they look like they, they would look great on a beach. They look like models, some of these female comics and i just don't i don't know i don't get it what am i supposed to do with that it's like you're too good for me but also it'd be awesome it'd be awesome but then what and then and so i'm and uh so the point is i guess what i'm saying is it's nice to be introduced or whatever i don't know like there's even like like some that i that like me in a comedic way that that think i'm funny and say hi to me but all that, but then I'm awkward. Then I just go hi. I just meekly, or I just go hi. Like I'm so awkward with women because I want to fuck the shit. I just want to fuck because that's that's just what I want to do to them. That's just what comes to mind when uh, that happens. Like uh, it's hot. Somebody like said said my name and it just turned me on. Just the way they said 
my single syllable name. There's just like Tim, like like in a soft. It just like got my juices like that's hot. A girl saying my name, like calling me over. Doesn't happen every day, so I guess that's all it takes when you're that much of an incel. I don't know, man. Like people use the word incel as an insult, but it's like, is it insulting to be called something you already know you are? It's like going up to a poor person and be like, "Hey, poor person." It's like, yeah, what? What about what about the fact that what about it? Yeah, I'm poor. I don't know. It's a good insult for some people. I guess some men get offended by that. But like, how do they know that I'm an incel? They don't know. Maybe I got laid last night. And I just look like an incel. But it is an insult that women use for men, and I think that says a lot more about the woman using it than the man being called it. Usually, most of the time, it means that they're trying to say, "Well, you're not getting my pussy, so to me, you're an incel because I wouldn't fuck you." But it, so that's. All you are is just a, somebody to have sex with. That's the only way you could have power over me is by not fucking me. Like, you, that's it. I think you're being kind of self-hating as a woman by calling a man an incel that you wouldn't want to, like, I hope that was the right way. Of, I think that makes sense. There's, like, I don't think I have to keep explaining it. Uh, I just think that's a degrading thing to say about yourself it's like well all like all i am is a whole and since you're not getting it you you're a loser well i don't know maybe you could say you could insult me for not being employable maybe you have something more to you than your body maybe you run a business and you you could say like well i would never hire that would hurt me more to say that i have a shitty resume than to just say it you're not gonna fuck me like okay, so you're not a like you're competing with whores. Like okay, you're not gonna fuck me. I could get a prostitute. That's it. That's the value that you offer in this interaction. Okay, that's pretty good there, Sean, honey. I don't know, and and also there's female incels too, and it just doesn't work when you call a female a, a, an incel. Anyway, I don't know. I just need to. Get my dick sucked more is the bottom line of this episode. I think I just am going to call this episode um, therapeutic blowjobs or blowjob therapy. And anyway, as, so, the, so what I wanted to get to with uh, being introduced to other comics that are more established than me, I know how to not be a, a dumbass when that happens. Because there's a hierarchy and like some people like get a lot more opportunities and like actually are established and like well known in the comedy scene. And so if I get introduced to one, I know not to be annoying and I know to keep my mouth shut. Because if you try to make jokes and like interrupt them when they're trying to make a joke, they will get pissed off because... They don't know who the fuck you are, and they don't care, and they don't want to be interrupted. Uh, so, because I've been on the receiving end of that, even as an open micer, like I get annoyed when a new comic interrupts me when I'm about to say something funnier than them, and it makes me not like them. But I get it; they're just trying to fit in and be validated. But 
since I know what it feels like to, to be on the receiving end of that, I keep my mouth shut. Like I, like I was at the creek in the cave, and I was in a circle of three comics. I was the fourth. So that's a big circle for me. That's a lot of people. It's hard to navigate that much chitter-chatter. So I literally said nothing. And I waited for them to come to me uh, because they were better than me. They were more established than me. So I just literally just stood there like a log. I was just happy to be included in the conversation in a way that was um, not unwelcome, dude, because I was invited into the conversation. That's all I needed. I don't need to prove that I'm cool the very first chance I get to have, you know, the, there's other days that I could, like, it takes a while for people to give a fuck about you. If all they remember you as is the dude that said a bunch of annoying uh, things to try to gain validation, they're going to remember, they're not going to value you. If you have confidence, like, real confidence and you don't have to prove yourself all the time and you are comfortable in your own skin and you kind of have like a pep in your step and you kind of like dress a certain way like you look like you kind of belong there people will automatically respect you it's not that hard dude like if you just wear like a well-tailored shirt and it matches the rest of your clothing and you just have a good outfit on people will respect you if you know how to pull it off uh, there's, there's definitely some truth to that because all it took for me to get attention was to wear a cool shirt. <laughs> that's, that's all it took. And, uh, it led to some other things and, uh, it was, it's weird. Like it, it's, it, it's not like you have to try that hard. It's the not trying that actually gets you somewhere. You have to show that you're not desperate anyway that was enough monologue and uh so that that's i don't know it's important to because i was also same night it was tonight that i'm talking about i was at the creek in the cave and i sat down in a different circle There's so many social dynamics that you got to be cognizant of that even as somebody with autism which i probably am you could also master this you could Focus your autistic energy on social interactions, and you can actually get pretty good at it, even as an autistic person. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, so even in a, in a different circle, I was the one who people were trying to like uh, get validation from. I get a little bit like like. So I was the one that was kind of bored. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was just not that interested. And that made them, I think, more desperate to, to, say, to get me to talk to them. I don't know. Like, if you don't give a fuck and they know who you are, they're going to want to get your validation. It's kind of like a weird thing about narcissists. Like... Other narcissists want to be around narcissists because they want to be validated by people that are high status. And a lot of narcissists are high status, whether you like it or not. 
They are. I don't know, man. Like, narcissists are, there's a reason that they're narcissists. It's because they tend to be good at something or have some value about them that's high, that they earned. I don't know. There's definitely a fucking correlation between narcissism and doing something high value in society. Uh, or else, why would, I mean, otherwise it's just a disease, which, yeah, that exists too, which is a pathological disease. And uh, I've been asserting myself, like, I've been defending myself when people say something that might offend me had I not interjected. Like, I was at an, ooh, what, ooh, I was at an open mic, whoa. And I did a set, and then later on, I was still there, because I did okay, otherwise I would have left, of course. And somebody was like, yeah, everyone's been bombing tonight. And I was like, I didn't bomb. He was like, yeah, you ripped the roof off. And I was like, no, no, I just didn't bomb. That's all I'm saying. I just wanted to, like, clear, clear the air. I wanted to interject and say, like, something, instead of just letting somebody just say something not true like no not everyone bombed motherfucker you're gonna bomb and then uh but i didn't bomb i just wanted to clear clarify or correct you a little bit in a not aggressive way i'm just saying motherfucker i didn't bomb i didn't kill either i'm just saying get it right get your facts right because i'm standing right here and you said something that included me that wasn't quite true and then he went up and he did okay he didn't quite bomb either and uh so yeah i know what bombing is the host bombed and <laughs> the host fucking bombed oh but anyway i don't give a fuck yeah uh, who cares who cares if the host bombs i mean only if you're going up after the host which i did that's why i cared jeez everything happens for a reason man Anyway, so I picked up my Tesla from the shop. It was in the shop for like two or three weeks. I was driving to Houston, or at least trying to drive to Houston. It just It's like, pull over alert, Mr. Robinson. And I had to pull over, get it towed. Sat there for two weeks. And it's working now again, I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to drive it. I'm afraid to drive it. It's too expensive. And now it smells like lemon scent, which is what it is. It's a lemon. So I was like, thanks for the reminder every time I get in it. I like the new car smell that it still had. You didn't have to add a lemon scent. But anyway, I got it. It's a status symbol. I talk about it on stage. for some. I, I like to assert my dominance as a financially successful person because compared to most comics, I mean, yeah, I'm not rich. Compared to rich people, I might as well be homeless. Compared to comics, I'm Bill Gates. But I feel like Bill Gates compared to comics. And I like to flaunt it for some reason. It's because it's fun. And I think it's funny to do that. I think it's funny to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm successful. Fuck you. What do you want from me? I don't know. And uh, so anyway, so last night I was at the same open mic that, I have also, that I've been talking about where I didn't bomb. And a comic there that's very funny, who doesn't have a job, was was there. And, you know, I kind of, you know, the topic of, came up in conversation that he could uh, suck his own dick. 
or at least he could at least get the tip of it in his mouth. And I was like, really, dude? I, I, I'll pay you. If you, could do, if you do that on stage, I'll give you 20 bucks. And he said, I'll do it for 100 And he thought about it for a little while. I was like, well, actually, well, hold on. I, I don't think I could get a boner on stage. I was like, okay, fine. But I would have totally paid him 100 bucks to do that. And I probably would have even... That's the thing. He actually considered doing it, and I feel like that's a crazy amount of power to have over somebody just for having a hundred bucks. And uh, so if I gave him a thousand bucks, he probably wouldn't have even been a question of if he would have done it or not. He would have definitely done it. And I think that's just a crazy thing to have over somebody. It's like I could have gotten this person to take his dick out and blown himself in public. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to say who it is because he's a promising young comedian with a lot of talent, and I think that'd be a pretty embarrassing thing to, to say about him. But also, who cares? He was just kidding. He, I don't think he was actually going to do it. So I could say who it is. No, I'm not going to. But anyway, he's hilarious, and uh, he's got a future at hand. I got a haircut. This is what it looks like. He told me to put pomade in it. You know, it looks really ridiculous right now because it does not have pomade in it, and I looked like Ben Shapiro after I got it, and it was $50, and I tipped 25%, and it is a great barber place. And I am going to go back there again. And this has been episode 25 of the Tim Vaxelbaum Show.